Would you turn with me to Luke chapter number 2, Luke chapter number 2, in your Bibles this morning. And um, a lot of times after Christmas, when we finish, you know, Matthew chapter 1 and sometimes Matthew chapter 2, the first part, Luke chapter 2, the first part, we stop, don't we? Did you all know there were some things that happened after Jesus was born? Well, there was a lot that happened after Jesus was born, all right. Uh, I'm talking about more in an immediate sense, right after that. And we know, uh, where we are at right now, um, uh, in looking at just preparation in, in general, you know, I think it's important that we stay ready for the coming of Jesus, right? Or we need to be ready because we don't know when our last day on earth is going to be. We don't know that. We don't know that. Uh, you know, sometimes people live in fear not knowing what is going to happen in the future. Sometimes There's a lot of things that's unknown to us about, uh, about the future. But we can rest in the promises of the Lord. Amen for that. So, so here's what's happened so far. In God's preparation for the coming of Jesus as a babe in Bethlehem, uh, he used angels, of course. He used prophecy of the Old Testament and Isaiah, Malachi. Uh, the, the angel came, announced to Elizabeth and Zacharias. They were going to have a baby. She was well-stricken in years. She was old, all right? Uh, you know, something else I found out to, in, in the latter part of Luke chapter 2, it's after the passage we're going to read here in a moment, but there was another uh, woman by the name of Anne. The Bible says she was great with age. Whoa. So, so we have some that are well-stricken in years, and then we have some that are great with age. I don't know how old she was. You know, she might have been pushing 130. I don't know. Uh, she wasn't as old as Brother Dorsey. Right. He's not even here to hear that today. All right. Um, anyway, so, uh, so the angel came to uh, Zacharias and Elizabeth, John the Baptist. The angel came to Mary, told her what was going to happen. We dealt with that. Came to Joseph, told him what was going to go on and happen. And, and, uh, and, then, and then Jesus was born. We got him birthed, all right? He's now born. And then we have the wise men. We didn't even deal with them. We hadn't got that far yet, all right? Uh, or we we kind of we, we didn't skip the passage. We've dealt with him in the past, but we're we're gonna. Uh, there's something else, okay? So the, the 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 wise men came, and it was sometime after because those wise men went to the house where they were. So they Jesus was born in in a, in a manger there in Bethlehem in a in a stable, makeshift stables. It's kind of like a cave where they would house the animals and 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 so on. So. Uh, so then the wise men came to the house and they uh, gave their gifts to him, celebrated his birth and all that, gave him the gifts of gold and frankincense, myrrh. We know that story. But then there's something else that happened. Something else that happened. And this was several days after the birth of Jesus. There was a fellow by the name of Simeon that we're going to read about. And Simeon was a, a, a just man, the Bible says, a very devout man. And uh, in fact, the Lord gave him a promise, said, you are not going to die until you see the Messiah. So what happened with all this? There's something else. I was just reading through this text this past week, and, 
And, uh, you know, we've been talking a lot about being prepared and all that and how God has revealed things to us and everything. It, and it's, it's going to, it, it kind of, I was reading through this text and I said, wait a minute. I went back and I read it again. And I said, wait a minute. I went back and I read it again. And I said, hang on just a second. I went back and I read it again. So thus, we have this passage today and the message today about some days after that Jesus was born. It involves a fellow by the name of Simeon. It involves Mary, Joseph, and Jesus as well. I want to, uh, I want to read this passage of Scripture, and then we'll, we'll get in the message. Zach, uh, sorry, Simeon had been waiting for a very long time for the coming of the Messiah. God gave him that promise, and now that promise is going to be fulfilled right here. Just like Brother Kyle sang the song, in that storm, guess who, somebody's going to be with you, right? right? That's a promise that God has given to us. Let's read the passage here. Luke chapter 2, you're there in your Bibles, verse number 22. Notice what the Bible says here. When the days of her purification according to the law of Moses were accomplished, they brought him to Jerusalem to present him to the Lord. As it is written in the law of the Lord, every male that openeth the womb shall be called holy to the Lord. And, and to offer a, a sacrifice according to that which is said in the law of the Lord, a pair of turtle doves or two young pigeons. And behold, there was a man in Jerusalem whose name was Simeon. And the same man was just and devout, waiting for the consolation of Israel. And the Holy Ghost was upon him. And it was revealed unto him by the Holy Ghost that he should not see death before he had seen the Lord's Christ. And he came by the Spirit into the temple. And when the parents brought in the child Jesus to do for him after the custom of the law, then took he him up in his arms and blessed God and said, Lord, now let us thou thy servant depart in peace according to thy word. For mine eyes have seen thy salvation which thou hast prepared before um, the, prepared before the face of all the people, of all people. Watch this. A light to lighten the Gentiles and the glory of thy people Israel. And Joseph and his mother marveled at those things which were spoken of him. And Simeon blessed them and said unto Mary his mother, Behold, this child is set for the fall and rising again of many in Israel, and for a sign which shall be spoken against. Watch the parentheses here. Yea, a sword shall pierce through thine own soul also, that the thoughts of many hearts may be revealed. Now, I have it marked in my Bible. There's two times that the word revealed is used. It's used once in verse 26, again there in verse number 35. So we have what's going to happen here is this, and here's the title today. A revealed purpose of Jesus Christ. That's what's happening here within this text. Let's, let's have just a word of prayer. Father, we love you. Thank you for your blessings. Thank you, Lord, for the, uh, your word and the reading of your word. I pray, Lord, that it be helpful. May it enlighten our hearts, our souls. May it encourage us as you reveal to us what you want for us to know today in this service. At the same time, Lord, I pray that, that, that we would receive... Uh, your word uh, with conviction. And Lord, may we uh, sense the Holy Spirit's presence today. 
as we look into this passage of Scripture, as we learn and seek the challenges uh, that we find in your word. We love you, and we thank you, we praise you, in Jesus' name, for what you will do. Amen. Huh. Something, God's going to reveal something. He says so here within this text. There are two basic thoughts of the passage that I want to share with you, and then, but we're going to linger on that last one. First one is the purification. Okay, that was a, a a process. Okay, this is just by way of introduction. All right, I got some main points here in a minute. But first of all, there's the purification. Now, if you notice in verse 22. The Bible says this, that with the days of her purification according to the law of Moses were accomplished. That is Mary, of course. And she had just given birth. And here's what the law said. You can go back and read it if you want to. Leviticus chapter number 12. And it gives a detailed, uh, uh, detailed events of things that, that needed to happen. For every woman that gave birth to a male child, she was considered to be unclean for seven days. But the purification process lasted for another 33 days for a total of 40 days. All right, if we do the math right, all right? All right, last time I checked, that's, that's, that's the old math. It all still works, all right? All right, so seven days of uncleanness and then 33 of the purification process, all right? Then afterwards, she was to bring a sacrifice, a burnt sacrifice for herself and for her child and also for a a sin offering to the temple uh, for that to take place. And depending on your your um, ability, you could bring either a lamb of the first year, or if you were very poor, you could bring a couple of turtle doves or two young pigeons for that process. If by chance uh, the mother gave birth to a female child, she was unclean for two weeks, uh, 14 days. Then another 66 days on top of that for a total of 80 days. Now, I don't know the significance, I'm not reading into the significance of that on the male child, seven days, the female, 14 days. I don't know if there's anything to that. We'll ask the Lord when we get to heaven. Or it could be Eve's fault. Okay, just say it. All right. Anyway. That was, I was joking about that. Anyway, so the process. So here's the thing. They could not go and have and offer that sacrifice until the sun went down after that 40th day. So basically, she could not go till the 41st day in order to have and make the sacrifice, the burnt sacrifice, uh, or the two turtle doves. In Mary's case, because that they were so poor, they were poverty stricken, that they brought two turtle doves and two young pigeons for the burnt sacrifice and also for the sin offering that was to be made for her purification. All right? So that's one of the things that was in the text. Now, are those things important? Yep, they're, you know, Mary and Joseph both are following the Jewish custom and the law of that day. So that was important to her uh, because she was a follower of God. Okay, you with me now? She followed God and she followed the law. She followed the custom of that day. And so in that process, there was that purification process. Now, here's what happens. So Simeon goes to the temple. 
Simeon goes to the temple. He's led of the Spirit to go to the temple. And as he's led to the Spirit but to go to the temple, he, he sees Mary, Joseph, and the babe. And he holds that babe, the babe Jesus, in his hands. Now, the same Holy Ghost of God that led Simeon to the temple is the same one, the same Holy Spirit, the same one that wants to guide you and I today. Don't miss this now. It was of the leading of the Holy Spirit of God, the Holy Ghost of God, that led Simeon to the temple. Would you agree with me on that one? It's very clear in the Bible. It's the same Holy Spirit, because he hasn't changed. Okay, he hasn't changed. It's the same Holy Spirit then that today wants to guide you and I. So what is so important here in this text of Scripture? And, and what is it about this passage that, that we need to learn today? All right. So there's first of all in the passage the purification part. Secondly, there is the revelation. What's getting ready to happen is that Simeon, is, it's going to be revealed to him about Jesus, about the babe Jesus. And in that process... We also are told from the text here what Jesus is going to do, who he's all about. Now we know from other passages of scripture that we can learn the same thing. We know that from Matthew chapter number 1. When the angel told Joseph, said you're going the child that is within the womb of Mary is his name is Jesus and he's going to come and he's going to save his people from their sins, right? Remember that? All right. So here Simeon it's going to be revealed to him more, a little bit more about what Jesus is going to do. That's the part that I want to show you today. I mean, it, it, you know, it's one of those things that like hits you, you know, like duh, smacks you upside the head, and it's a, a kind of exciting thing. That's what I want to show you today, all right? So we're going to talk about this revelation in the passage of Scripture, all right? So, so here it is. It's all about, what is this all about? It is all about the coming of the Messiah, who Jesus, by the way, the, the only one who can save from sin. Now listen to me carefully. How many believe that education is a wonderful thing? All right, how many of you are still being educated? All right, everybody should raise their hand on that one, all right? We learn something every day, all right? Right? Amen. All right, uh, so, so education is wonderful, but you know what? God didn't send an educator because that's not the most important thing we need. All right, now, now how, many believe, how many believe that, um, that uh, let's see here, what else can I think of? How many believe that the environment, is, it, you know, it's kind of a needy thing there? Okay, I thought that. You know what we don't need? We don't need a scientist to fix the environment. I'm, let, me tell you, uh, let me tell you what's going to happen. It's going to be purified. Like this purification process, the whole environment as we know it's going to be purified. The elements are going to melt with a fervent heat one day. Whoa! And we have a new earth. God's going to take care of it. Yes, you talk about global warming. It is going to happen. All right, not the way some people think, but it is going to happen, all right? It, you know, it, it, it will take place. But listen, God didn't send us a scientist. No, no. Uh, uh, listen, uh, we don't need a reformer. He didn't send us a reformer. He didn't send us a financial wizard. He didn't send us an entertainer. What God did send to us was a savior. Amen. 
Because what we need more than anything, more than a financial wizard, more than an entertainer, more than a scientist, more than an educator, more than any of those other things, and all of them put together, we need a a Savior. So that's what God sent to us. He knew that that's what mankind would need. Listen to this. Simeon is now holding in his hands the most blessed, precious gift that was ever given to mankind. What an honor. What an honor that Simeon, we don't talk much about this guy because we kind of skip him. You know, we get to the birth of Jesus and we see the wise men come. And I'm, okay, that's it. Now Jesus is baptized. Well, we're forgetting a whole lot just in this passage of Scripture, just in the rest of Luke chapter 2. Did you know there was a prophetess by the name of Anna that saw him? That's the one that was great with age. <laughs> Did you know that at the age of 12, Jesus went to the temple and his, his, he stayed back. Uh, they, they went to Jerusalem for the, the yearly thing and, and uh, Jesus stayed back. And they didn't even know Jesus was gone. They had to go back and, and, and get him, find him. There's a lot of things that happened. He grew. The Bible says he grew in wisdom and in knowledge. Can you imagine going to school with Jesus? Huh? You talk about valedictorian. I mean, just give up. It's amazing. Sometimes I think, listen, Simeon is going to be revealed to him something spectacular here, and I want to show it to you. Let me give you this, five things real quickly. Number one. Number one, there's the consolation of his coming. Look at verse 25. The Bible says this, And behold, there was a man in Jerusalem. His name was Simeon. The same was, uh, man was just and devout. That simply means that he was righteous and he was committed. It, it would do us well to have this kind of testimony in our own life. Uh, let me ask you this question. Uh, you know, I know we're in the, the final day of 2023. How, how well have we done this past year? Have, have, have we maintained a, a testimony where somebody could look at us and say, that's a just person. They're a righteous person. They're a devoted person. They're a devout person. They're a committed person. Could somebody say that about us just in, in, in 2023? Or would we have to kind of hang our head a little bit in shame or failure with, along those lines? I would like to think that all of us would at least reflect a little bit on that and, and think, that, you know, here's a man who had an upstanding testimony and God is going to use him because, and God is going to reveal something to him because of his righteousness and because of his devotion, his, his commitment to God. It, it wasn't a commitment to anything else but, but to him alone. But watch what happens now. Watch what he says. All right, so Simeon, the same man was just and, and devout waiting for the consolation of Israel. And, don't miss this, the Holy Ghost was upon him. That's important. The word consolation in the text here means comfort. So he's waiting for the comfort of Israel, but it's more than just a comfort like, oh, you know, a pat on the bat or a hug or, you know, a man hug, right? Y'all know what the man hug is? Yeah, you grab the hand, love you, man. Yeah, all right, it's more than that, all right? It is much more than that. Here, here it is. Here's what it means. It, it has the idea, it, it's an encouragement for the purpose of strengthening one's faith. So, so Simeon is basically waiting for the comfort and the encouragement for his faith to be strengthened throughout this whole process because God had given him a promise. And the promise was, Simeon, you're not going to die until you see the Messiah. 
the consolation. Nothing is more satisfying. Listen, nothing is more satisfying than having your sins forgiven. Amen. Would you say amen to that? Nothing is more satisfying than having a secure home in heaven for all of eternity. I'm glad that I don't have to worry about where you're going to live when you die. Well, I've got a home and Jesus has already prepared it for me. It's there waiting for me. It's got my name on the mailbox. Not that I get any mail, but my name's already there. I have that security in knowing that. Now, to me, that's encouraging. Knowing, knowing that my faith can be strengthened because of the promises of God that he's given to me. Simeon received that. The validation of this message comes from a man who's well known for his being devout and his well known testimony of being just. He's just a righteous man and a committed man. But notice this secondly in the text of Scripture here. Not only is there the consolation of His coming, but there's the confidence in His coming. In verse 26 he says this, And it was revealed unto him by the Holy Ghost that he should not see death before he had seen the Lord's Christ. Revealed. I love that word in the text. He's revealed it to him. It was revealed to Simeon. Who revealed it to him? It was revealed to him by the Holy Ghost of God. The Holy Ghost of God gave him a promise, and that promise is very simple. He's relying upon nothing else but the promise of the Holy Ghost of God for the information about the coming of the Messiah. He is waiting. He is ready. He is longing. He is is, uh, exhausted in his waiting, but now he is revived. Because he's getting ready to see this babe Jesus and hold him in his hands. The promise was given to a what kind of man? A just man and a devout man. Listen to me right here. Listen. If you ain't just and you ain't devout, there may not be some things revealed to you. That's something that we can learn from the text. Does that make sense? Because Simeon was just and Simeon was devout, God revealed some things to him. And maybe when we need, uh, you know, maybe we need an answer. Maybe we were going through that storm, Brother Kyle sang about. Maybe we need to learn the value of being just and devout so that we can hear from him. There's a confidence in his coming. Notice this with me thirdly. Thirdly in the text. In verse 27 through 30, there's the comprehension of his coming. Watch what happens now. And he came, that is Simeon, came by the Spirit into the temple. Who led him to the temple? The Spirit. All right, the Holy Spirit, the Holy Ghost of God led him to the temple. All right, remember remember this, don't forget this. The same Holy Spirit that led Simeon to the temple is the same Holy Spirit that lives in your heart and wants to guide you today. All right, everybody got that? He wants to guide you today. He wants to lead you today. you got to let him. Don't be a hindrance. Don't be unjust, but be just. And watch what happens. So, so the Spirit led him to the temple. And when the parents brought in the child Jesus to do for him the custom of the law, he took him up in his arms and blessed God. 
and said. So Simeon takes the babe from Mary and Joseph. They're just following orders as they were being led by the Spirit to go to the temple. This is kind of where we get the idea of dedication and baby dedication, all right? So we get this idea from here. We also get it from, uh, from uh, 1 Samuel chapter 1 when Hannah dedicated her, her baby uh, Samuel to the Lord. We get those ideas from that. And so, so here, they're, they're bringing Jesus to the temple. Simeon is there at the temple and, and now, now He's, he's got the babe in his hands and he's lifting him up. And can you imagine what Simeon is feeling right now? Can you imagine what is going through his mind? He's getting ready to tell us what's going through his mind, okay? What he's feeling in his heart. Can you, can you imagine what? He said, listen, he's been longing and waiting for the day in which he would see the Messiah. This is it. This is it. Listen, we're longing and waiting for the coming of Jesus, aren't we? Hey, the, the day's not going to be long. When that day arrives, oh, what an exciting day it is. When, when, he, when the trump of God shall sound, the, the dead in Christ shall rise. Oh, what a fantastic thing it would be to be at a cemetery when that happens. And the graves burst open. I was like, man, why are they going first? They, they got to get a head start. All right, so, so, so the graves burst open and, and they're as, uh, ascending into the heavens and we're joining with them to meet the Lord in the air. Oh, what a grand day. We're longing for that day. Can you imagine what Simeon is feeling right now? You know, I'm just trying to get everybody excited just a little bit. Because Jesus is coming. Okay. Hey, the promise of his coming was real back then and Jesus was born in Bethlehem just as the scripture has revealed to us and Simeon was given this promise that Jesus was coming and that he would see him before he died and now he's holding him in his hands and he says this Lord, now lettest thou thy servant depart in peace according to thy word I'm ready to go I'm just ready to go. He is comprehending that the baby's holding in his hands is the Messiah. The Spirit, listen, don't miss this now. It's the combination of the Spirit of God upon Simeon that we read earlier. Remember that? The Spirit of the Lord, the Holy Ghost, was upon him. And the kindred spirit of knowing that the Holy Spirit of God and Jesus, the babe, was one in the same. Okay? Right there. The Holy Spirit of God says, it's Him. It's Him. Simeon, this is it. This is what you've longed to see your entire life. Every since you could comprehend things, Simeon, it's him. And Simeon blessed the Lord, oh my soul, and all that is within me, bless his holy name. Lord, I'm ready to go. There's the comprehension of his coming. Look at this though. Look at this in, in verse number uh, 30. Here's why Simeon can say that. For mine eyes have seen thy salvation. Simeon just didn't see a babe. He just wasn't there just for the parents. That, you know, they were following the guidance of the, you know, of the Lord and taking Jesus to the temple and the dedication and all that. Simeon saw, listen, 
Simeon saw the only hope for Israel. And the only hope for Israel was this babe he was holding in his hand. He saw salvation. The salvation for Israel. Hey, you know what? Hang on though. But it goes further than that. And this is where it kind of captivated my mind. Knowing that Jesus was born of Mary and Joseph, who were Jewish by the way, and, Jew, and Jesus came to his own people, his own received him not. We get, we get all of that. We got all of that together, right? right? Watch this now. The confirmation of his coming. This is the fourth thing. The confirmation of his coming. Look what he says in verse 32. I'm sorry, verse 31 and 32. Mine eyes have seen the salvation which thou hast prepared before the face of all people. Let me ask you a question right here. Stop right here for a second. Is God a God of preparation? Since the Garden of Eden and sin entered into the world, has God made all the necessary preparations for you and I? You know, there's some people that are going to argue a point here that Jesus only came to the Jews. That's not true. Verse 32 proves it. Doesn't it? Verse 32. Verse 31, he's preparing. And listen, this is all part of the, exactly what Simeon is saying. The, the Bible is quoting the words of Simeon. He is giving us this information. It's all part of the same sentence. Let, let, let's even back up. He says this, Lord, thou, now lettest thou thy servant depart in peace according to thy word. For mine eyes have seen thy salvation, which thou hast prepared before the face of all people. A light to lighten who? Let me ask you a question. Are you a Gentile? Hey, we could all say glory on that one, right? When Jesus was born, when Jesus was born, God was preparing to save you and I. To lighten the, to, to lighten the world to, to the Gentile people. He already knew that his own would reject him. And he already knew that I would need a Savior who is a Gentile-born individual. Talk about a revelation. Not many people would even know or recognize that in that day. They were exclusive. The Gentiles are nothing more than dogs. Boy, but I love what that woman said. Yep, even the dogs get the crumbs from the master's table. That's all right. I'm satisfied with a crumb, aren't you? If it comes from Jesus' table, I'm satisfied with it. Notice that, notice here in the text, not only was it a light to lighten the Gentiles and the glory of thy people Israel. Not only to give us Gentile people light, but it was also to glorify his own people, the Jewish people, the nation of Israel in that day. That's confirmation of his coming. Oh, oh, can you imagine what Simeon is experiencing right now? Oh, bless the Lord. Here he is. I see salvation in this babe. This babe is going to lighten, give light and enlighten the hearts of the Gentile people. But he's going to bring glory to the nation of Israel. And Jesus did exactly that through his ministry, through his death, through his burial, through his resurrection, 
And he's going to do it again when he descends from heaven to take us out of here. There's one more thing. I told you there's five. I'm going to give you five. There's one more. Not only is there the consolation of his coming, the confidence in his coming, the comprehension of his coming, the confirmation of his coming, but there is the challenge because of his coming. Oh, watch this now. And here's where the challenge is. I know we're the last day of 2023. And I don't think it would be fitting or right if I didn't challenge every heart here. And what I see in the last part, these last few verses that we're going to read here, is a challenge because of His coming. We know Jesus is coming back, right? Look at this, verse 33. And Joseph and his mother, what did they do? Whoa. They're standing there going, They're, they've marveled at the things that they were spoken by Simeon. What did Simeon say? Remember, Simeon said, the Gentiles are going to be like, Israel's going to receive the glory. He's salvation. The only hope of Israel, the only hope of anyone is the salvation of this one. Simeon here is laying a foundation of a challenge uh, to, to reach each person. Jesus, listen, listen to me. Jesus is either your Savior or he will be your judge. Don't forget this. How do I know that? Watch what happens. Verse 34. And Simeon blessed him and said unto Mary his mother, Behold, this child is set for the fall and rising again of many in Israel. And for a what? A sign which shall be spoken against. The rise and fall of many? Now, in the ministry of Jesus Christ, what happened to many people? Some of them believed, right? Some of them, some of them put their trust and their faith in him. Thy faith hath made thee whole. And guy gets up and he walks. He hadn't walked in years, right? Or the guy that couldn't see and now he can see. Thy faith hath made thee whole and all that. What about them Pharisees? What about those guys? Crucify him! We hate him. We got to get rid of this guy. We can't stand the sight of him. We don't. We don't. We don't want to hear his teaching anymore. Why? Remember what Jesus said: He that is without sin, let him first cast a stone. Man, they all had to drop their stones and walk away. The rise and the fall of many. Wow. See. I think that's one reason why Joseph and Mary are marveling that Simeon, as it, he was being guided by the Holy Spirit of God, said these words. Watch what else he said. Look at this. Look at the parentheses at the beginning of verse 35. The parentheses, and remember this, in, in the Bible, parentheses are inserted there by the writer to help us understand or give more information about what the text. So, so Luke is adding this in, putting this in here to help us. Yay. A sword shall pierce through thine own soul. Ooh. Remember when Jesus died on the cross, that his mother was there. And remember, remember these words from the cross? He looked at John and said, Behold thy mother. 
Can you imagine the pain that she was experiencing at that time as Jesus was breathing his last breath, saying his final words on this earth that she would know it? Can you imagine what she experienced whenever he said, it's finished, and he gave up the ghost? That sword, Simeon talks about it right here, pierced her soul. Why? Now let me read it this way. Watch this now. I'm going to read verse 34. I'm going to skip the parentheses so that we can get the entire thought. Okay? So read along with me. And Simeon blessed him and said unto Mary his mother, Behold, this child is set for fall, the fall and rising again of many in Israel, and for a sign which shall be spoken against, that the thoughts of many hearts may be revealed. What is he saying? I'm going to reveal, God's going to reveal the Messiah to you all. Remember when Jesus so often, so often would encounter the Pharisees. The Bible tells us that he would question them or answer them before they even spoke a word because he knew the intent of their heart. The thoughts of the heart is being revealed by many throughout, in that day, Israel. But in this day, in this world, in this church right now. What do you mean by that, preacher? Here's the challenge. Remember I said this just a moment ago, Jesus will either be your Savior or your judge. Yeah. So that's your decision. The conflicts that rage within your soul, it's a spiritual warfare. A spiritual warfare and it creates a division. Inside every person in here today, there is a war going on. It's a spiritual war that's going on. It's a, it's a, it's, it's a division that is taking place inside of your heart. How, how do I know that? Well, it happens to me. So, so one of two things happen. The division, the division will do one of two things. It will either cut off the forces, the satanic forces that are trying to hinder the work of God. Or it will allow the satanic forces and cut off the spiritual work of God. Alright, do I need to say that again? All right, listen, the division that's going on, the warfare going on inside of every heart here today, one of two things is happening. There is a, it'll cut off, if we listen to the Holy Spirit of God, it'll cut off the satanic forces that want to hinder. Or you will cut off the spiritual guidance of an almighty God. That's the warfare. That's, the, that's, that's where the challenge is. The, the, the challenge continues. The challenge is as real as you are. We live in the same world. We have the same Holy Spirit to convict. We have the same. Listen, I said this a moment ago. The same Holy Spirit that led Simeon to the temple is the same Holy Spirit that is here today. The same Holy Spirit will convict convict and convince as the same God works in each of us but here's the thing 
Some of you sitting here today, you're going to walk out and not be any different. Because you're not going to let God work in your heart. It happens. I don't mean to say that nonchalantly. I'm just saying that's the, way, that's the general nature of pe- people. And I've been preaching for a long time and I know this. With a group this size, the message is no different to every ear in here. But the response is, what's the difference? Your heart. It's your heart. How do I know that? Well, the Bible bears record of that. There was two fellas grew up in the same house. Cain and Abel. They both were taught the same thing. They both were given the, 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 the ample uh, things necessary and needful for them to have the right kind of sacrifice. What happened? We know what happened. Two people can be in the same environment and have different decisions. Were there not two thieves hanging on either side of our Lord? One of them spit and one of them cussed. And the other one said, Lord, remember me when thou comest into thy kingdom. The same sun can harden the ground and dry and make a drought that will also melt the snow. I'm going to say this, the same message from this book will do one of two things. It will either harden your heart or soften your heart. It's the same message. I've got to be honest with you, it's not the sermon, it's not the message, it's not the words that I say. It's your heart. That's what's revealed. It's the response to the message of God. Simeon is he, he's telling us that when Jesus came the first time, he opened up the hearts and revealed the hearts of man. And when he comes the sex time, this next time, guess what? The hearts of man is going to be revealed. But don't miss this, please. Remember when Jesus came. I mean, we've given you a couple of, of examples He would preach and he would teach and some were made whole by their faith and all that and some rejected, right? Okay, so it was a revealing of their heart. So when Jesus comes back soon, it's going to reveal the hearts of mankind because those who trust him and put their confidence in him and have faith in him and believe him and all that, guess what? Out of here. My fear is that there's going to be some going to stand before the Lord one day and say, Lord, I did all this stuff in your name. And he's going to get his book. What's your name again? I'm sorry. Your name's not here. I don't know who you are. And he'll say these words. Depart from me, I never knew you. The challenge of this year. The people were challenged. And you're challenged. Our Father, we love you. 
And we thank you for your goodness and your blessings, your grace, your mercy, your peace, your joy. Thank you for the convicting power of the Holy Spirit of God. Thank you, Lord, for revealing yourself to us. In light of this passage of Scripture, I pray, Lord, that you would use this today. And may it be helpful to us. May it challenge our hearts today that we would see exactly where we are. And as you reveal our hearts, may we have the testimony of a man named Simeon, Justin Devout, being guided by the Holy Spirit. And Lord, may we learn the importance of following. There is one thing, there is one thing that everybody in this room cannot do. And that is ignore Jesus. Lord, would you help us to be sensitive and follow you. As we're challenged this year, yes, we've had some some things go on this past year. Lord, may we be challenged this, this year. As you reveal the choices of our heart. We love you in Jesus' name. With our heads still bowed, just a moment please. Miss Debbie's going to play when she is ready. Oh, there's several that have made their way that I appreciate your sensitivity to the Holy Spirit this morning. As God has just worked in you or Lord, I pray that you would continue to do that right now. I'm not going to linger this invitation time, but it is invitation. And I, I, do, I, I do feel that you know what needs to happen. As God has spoken to your heart this morning, and He wants to reveal some truth to you, or He wants to reveal Himself, or He wants to guide you, and He wants to challenge you, I'm asking you, I'm pleading with you, Lord, just come on. Just stand up right where you're at. If God's spoken to your heart today, if God has spoken to your heart today, would you come? Maybe you just want to recognize that by the, an uplifted hand. Yes, preacher, the Lord spoke to my heart. How many is that true to? Did, did he speak to your heart today? Raise your hand. Raise your hand. Thank you. Thank you. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. Hands everywhere. I, I understand. If you want to pray right there in your seat, do so. If you want to use this altar, please do so. It's here. You can stand right now and come here and let's talk to the Lord about that. I'm going to say this one more time. One thing that every person in this room, you cannot do, and that is you cannot ignore Jesus. can't ignore Him. He's either your Savior or he's your judge. Which is it for you? This is your opportunity right now. Would you come? ask you these questions how many today would be able to confidently raise a hand and say pastor 
something happen to me next week and I were to go into eternity I were to die I know without any doubt I know I'd go to heaven can you raise your hand no doubt preacher no doubt thank you so much God bless you God bless you God bless you is there anybody here today would be be honest with me and say pastor if something happened to me and I were to die I'm just not sure I'm not sure about heaven but I, I know I do not want to go to hell and I need you to pray for me Anyone at all, would you slip that hand up? Let me see you. Just let me see that hand. I want to pray for you sincerely. For those of you at home watching, thank you so much for tuning in today. Our heart's desire and goal is that you will have been blessed by the service, that you have been challenged, and the Lord would have spoken to your heart some way. From this man named Simeon, who we rarely talk about, well, he saw some things, God revealed it to him. One important aspect of that is that the Holy Ghost was on him, and he followed his leading. If we could be a help to you, please reach out to us. There's some information on your screen that you can do so, and we'll be glad, more than happy, to get back with you as soon as possible. Thank you so much for watching.